So let's touch base a little bit. Uh, any surprises for you today? None whatsoever. This is what Tiff Macklem, the governor of the Bank of Canada, is so good at. No surprises. Uh, he telegraphs in every which way what they're going to do, short of standing on a stump and saying, this is what I'm going to do. But uh, there are no surprises. Markets don't like surprises, either negative or positive, because then they have to react immediately. The markets have reacted exactly as we thought. And um, this could be the last interest rate hike in a while, depending on what goes on with inflation in the months to come. Now, Tiff Macklem did talk about a, a pause. How real is that pause? do you think? What, what, what would change his mind in regards to that pause? Oh, boy. I, I tell you, if, if inflation doesn't continue to soften, albeit, Jazz, it's only softened a little bit, mm-hmm. but the tra- trajectory is in the right direction. If it doesn't soften, the last thing I've got uh, in my notes to you for today is, although the statement also warned that the bank was willing to raise rates further if needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now, the inflation peaked at about 8.1% uh, mid-2022. Uh, most recently in December, it clocked in at about 6.3%. Uh, where do you see these rates going in 2023? We know, well, we've been told they're going to be heading down. Do you think it's going to be a sle- uh, pretty steep decline, or do you think it's going to take some time in regards to getting it down to that 2% level that Mr. Macklem has talked about? We might not see 2%, and now I'm sticking my neck out to January, <laughs> February next year. But I would think by year-end today, and this is just you know, what, what I feel and what I've digested and what I'm reading, probably somewhere around 35 3.7% year-end this year. That's not going to be enough for the Bank of Canada to start to lower rates, but getting from here jazz to mm-hmm. three or three and a half percent three and three quarter percent is not going to be easy on everybody because uh, uh, inflation is still going to take a bite and interest rates are still going to be higher than what they were for the last several years so for us to get back to what you and I might call normal is going to be quite some time but I think looking with our long-term binoculars that uh, it's going to be probably a year before we're in the two two and a half percent range but remember and I say this very carefully remember Mm -hmm. that the bank's range is one to three percent their goal is two percent so at three percent they're not going to be unhappy Mm -hmm. Um, when I look at gas prices uh, over the last week week and a half they've been actually like a couple of weeks, they've been inching up slowly. Uh, you know, a buck sixty-five, buck seventy, buck seventy-five, buck eighty. Um, I was hearing from one report that it could potentially get two dollars a liter in the Lower Mainland over the next two or three weeks, and potentially peaking in the summer at about two dollars and forty cents. Even at one, one analyst was saying potentially even two dollars and sixty cents a liter this summer. I mean, that that's got to make you pause a little bit in regards to some of these predictions, just because energies, energy costs. Uh, impact our food, impact our goods and services. It impacts everything. Absolutely. And there's a two-pronged problem. Number one, what's the price of crude oil going to be? It's uh, hovering uh, uh, up 
now uh, in the high $70 range, and where is it going to go? But the other thing is refinery capacity and the fact that uh, we are in the probably one of the worst places in Canada to be. The Parkland refinery uh, is going to have some maintenance coming up. That's on this side of the border. And the um, Richfield refinery on the other, I believe it's Richfield, but the one on the other side of the border also, they take it down for maintenance as they change from winter to spring and summer gas. And uh, so ours is not only the price of oil jazz, but the fact is, is that we really don't have a ready supply that is consistent all the time. So I think a lot of it is going to be not the price as much as can we get enough. And uh, we in BC again are going to suffer. Then you add in all the taxes. We're the highest taxed uh, area anywhere probably in North America, including California. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a situation also. But when you take gasoline prices going up and you got food inflation that may have come down a little but is still biting people really hard, that becomes a bit of a conundrum going on through the end of this year. Now, the hope still is a, a soft recession, uh, although, you know, it's very hard to hard to predict that. I mean, when you look at what you've been talking about and then the broader uh, repercussions of that, uh, public mood, um, which can impact uh, political decisions as well, it's still a very... Um, an easy time, isn't it, here in Vancouver and British Columbia in regards to the cost of living, just because of, uh, even with a uh, 25 basis point increase, I mean, things are quite tenuous. When I turn on the news, uh, it's always a tech firm laying people off. I think Hudson's Bay today was talking about layoffs as well. It's a tough time right now. It is a tough time, and it's going to continue to be. Uh, you, you, you just can't paint this over with like with bright smiles uh it's going to be tough and it's going to be tough in the months to come interest rates are still up mortgage rates are still up the housing market which is that the housing market if you're in a house you're paying a reasonable mortgage and you have some equity in it you have what's known as a wealth effect jazz and wealth effect gives people confidence they go out and shop but right now the real estate market is still taking it and will for a while longer we think and uh, that's that, that that takes away some of people's confidence they don't go out and spend as readily and the, the housing market it, uh, contributes so much to our economy right across the board that uh, it will be impactful and impactful for months to come I was looking at a newspaper um, uh, article today and, and, and it hits you and there's a, a first-time buyer um, monthly mortgage payments of three thousand dollars a variable rate and then as these rates have increased that mortgage rate has now gone to five thousand dollars a month so the poor family is just scraping whatever dollars they can to make the payments a classic example of house rich um, and then you know something has to give in any fa- in anybody's family finances when you're paying five thousand dollars a month and and uh, it's very tenuous at the moment and let me remind everybody, everybody, that that's $5,000 a month, 3000 5000 after tax dollars. So in order to pay five, you might have to earn 7500 or 8000 and give the government their share. I was going to say their fair share, but nothing's fair. Give, give the government their share. So when somebody says they've got to pay five, really they've got to pay eight and pay the taxes on that or 8500 or whatever their marginal tax rate is. And that's something that's got to be taken into consideration also. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, thank you so much for your time today, my friend. Thanks, Jazz. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. 
We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 